0: Hi, this is Kara Swisher, and I want to talk to you about my new podcast for The New York Times called Sway. If you want to know what people who hold power in our world are really all about, you need to hear how they answer the tough questions. And that is my specialty. And although it might get messy, as it always does, it's also going to be really fun. You can get Sway wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are available Mondays and Thursdays.
1: Welcome, welcome back to the Trampoline Hall podcast. Uh, We were away for a couple of months, but now we are back uh, in your podcasting machine. We are going to be producing a new episode, I think every month uh, going forward from here. So you won't have to wait as long as you did uh, from the last one. We are back, back, back. I'm your host, Misha Globerman, back. With the Trampling Hall Lectures. Uh, Once again, a trampling hall is a lecture series that takes place in a bar. People give lectures on subjects of all kinds, with the one restriction being that they cannot lecture on subjects on which they are professionally expert. After each lecture, we take questions from the audience, and it is a podcast every month. We are back. Um, Now, let's get on to today's lecture. It may contain mature language. Frankly, I don't remember, but it may. The topic of the lecture is The Worst Record in Outer Space, and the lecturer is Sasha Chapin.
0: Hi guys. Um, so before I begin my lecture in earnest, thought I would to ask you a question just so I know who I'm talking to. Um, how many of you have known online dating of any form, show of hands? Show of hands. Okay, great. So like a lot of you, you know what I'm talking about when I say that setting up a profile for yourself is really challenging, right? Like, It's difficult to isolate the salient parts of your personality and advertise them to people you've never met. And um, it's difficult to help people through the process of discovering you for the first time because you've never done that um, yourself. There's a really complicated information, um, problem at the, at the heart of this. Um, and humanity faced this problem in a special way, uh, in 1977. Um, but, yeah, I know. Um, but, uh, instead of online dating, this was in outer space. Um, we, and by we, I mean NASA, the American space program put, uh, um, yeah, you know, us, um, we put a golden record, uh, like, a gold-plated copper record, like a vinyl record, but heavier, on uh, the Voyager probe, a probe we sent to explore uh, distant nebulae. And um, it was sort of intended as an advertisement for human beings, um, were aliens to come across this probe. Um, And it was designed by Carl Sagan, famous scientist, with um, a team of presumably smart people. And uh, they did a terrible job. Um, (laughs) It's a really really stupid what they did um i'm not saying that i i could have done a better job than carl sagan but i probably could have and i uh i would would have um so 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 the job they had the job they had was to sort of like isolate what's what's special about human beings and um advertise uh, those elements of our of our personality and if you think about it there are a lot of things that are sort of different about human beings i mean there's like Posable thumbs are nice, and there's our, our complicated fashions, our cute little outfits, um, and then there's language. Language comes to mind because uh, so much of our business on earth is, is linguistic, and the infinite combinatorial properties of our language, they're, they're really impressive. Um, and so as you might expect, one of the portions on the disc is a language portion. Um, it's, it's awful. Um, it's comprised of 55 little greetings, 55 little blurbs along the lines of like, hello, we're from Earth, we're nice, hang out with us, be our friends. Um, And each one is in a different language. Um, A couple are actually in ancient languages. There's one in Sumerian and one in ancient Greek. And this is like a really strange choice, because it's weird to start a conversation with somebody, especially somebody really important, by saying hello, I'm a nice person 55 times. And I I appreciate the spirit of inclusion here. Like, they wanted to um, let aliens know what different people sounded like, but that's also really confusing if you think about it because lots of languages share phonemes, similar language sounds. Like, the Portuguese word for possible, possivel, is not so different from the English word weevil for uh, weevil. And... uh, (laughs) they are loan words, too, like languages borrow from each other a lot. Think about samurai or schadenfreude or alter ego, right? So um, this part of the disc is just an abject failure. Like aliens listening to this, um, if they manage to understand it, um, which they might not, um, would just come away with zero content about, like, who we are. Um, so the next portion of the disc is the music portion. And uh, this is good. We like music. Music is good. Uh, and uh, it's a little better, this portion. Um, they actually put together kind of a solid playlist. There's some cool international uh, stuff, like there's pygmy initiation songs, and there's Bulgarian uh, choral music. Um, there are American classics like Blind Willie Johnson, Dark Was the Night, Cold Was the Ground. Great, great stuff. Um, but um, there's a problem, which is that they're There was no contemporary music included on the disc, Um, no stuff from 1977. Um, The newest thing they put on there was um, Johnny Be Good" by Chuck Berry. So that's 58, right? That's like 20 years old at the time of the disc's uh, release. And um, Carl Sagan, to his credit, actually tried to remedy this. He wanted to put The Beatles on there. He wanted to put uh, Here Comes the Sun on there. But he couldn't. And uh, he couldn't because this is true. uh, The record label said no. Um, they, didn't, they didn't want to violate copyright restrictions. They were uncomfortable with the idea of aliens hearing the Beatles for free. Um, they wanted the aliens to come here and pay for it like, like the rest of us. Um, so, yeah, so the disc, like, skews really heavily towards, like, classical music, um, which isn't such a big problem um, if you think about the fact that aliens might receive the disc a thousand years from now, we'll all be dead, music will be something entirely different. Um, but there was some great music in 1977. There was, like, Hall and Oates, There was, like, Ethiopian jazz. Like, all across the world, cool stuff was happening. And, uh, and to the extent that, like, music embodies the values of its time, we really missed an opportunity to broadcast those values. Um, so that, that kind of sucks. And uh, fortunately, the third part of the disc is um, even worse than the first two parts. So I have more to complain about. Um, the third portion is a sound effects portion. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's just like half an hour of random sounds, like pots clanking together and waves lapping on a shore and the sound of a dog barking. And um, this, again, is a bizarre choice because aliens obviously haven't had the sensual correlates of those sounds, right? They haven't had the attendant experiences. They have no associations with those sounds. Um, Let's assume that they've had access to liquid. When they hear waves lapping on a shore, they'll think of their own thing, not like Venice Beach or the Ganges River or any of the water... That we so enjoy in our lives. Um, the sound of a dog barking, like, we like that sound because we like dogs, not because, like, free of associations, it's our favorite sound. Um, and I think here there's been a really basic um, communication breakdown, which is really common. Um, it's really a global thing that happens all the time, um, which is a failure to consider. Um, how the information you're broadcasting will come across to someone who hasn't uh, had any of your experiences, um, I ran into this a couple of weeks ago on uh, Facebook. You know on Facebook how like ending a conversation is kind of kind of weird because you say goodbye, but you're not going anywhere. like the <laughs> phone is still in your pocket, you're in the same place um, unless you really urgently need to do something. you don't have a good excuse. So you know when a conversation is kind of dwindling. Um, when the interchange is becoming less frequent, I do this thing uh, where I send people a little animation of a cat on a bicycle. Um, just because I think it's a neutral display of sort of pleasantry. Like, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't represent anything. It's just sort of like, it's like a fortune cookie. Like, it's a nice thing that comes at the end, right? And... Um, however, this usually works really well, but... This one time, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to somebody I didn't really know, and she had contacted me because she liked a piece of writing I did about some mental health stuff I've been through. She related to it, and she was telling me about her own experience, but she had basically told me the, the, the set of anecdotes she was interested in sharing, I thought, and the conversation was slowing down appropriately. And then so I sent her the picture of the cat on the bicycle, and uh, she said, oh, I, I see you want to run away from the conversation. And... Um, I was mortified, but, like, she was right. Like, I had never considered um, any, any real detailed semantic information um, about the image of a cat on the bicycle, but it, I had sent her a picture of a creature running away. Um, <laughs> like, a real instance of, like, flight in a literal sense. Um, and so, yeah, this is a problem we run into all the time. It's really hard to cross these lacunae of of, of information, um, but that was Facebook, um, and the Voyager Golden Record was outer space. You know, and I'm one person, and that was like 20 people at NASA. So, you you would think they would have considered that basic problem more closely. Um, which brings me to my last last complaint, which is that. So let's step back for a moment and review what we what we have here, what we're dealing with. We put a golden record into space. Um, it was expensive. It's a weird project. It's pretty cool, and as you can uh, tell, I think the outcomes are pretty flawed. But like, I'd rather have a gold record in space that sucks than no golden record. Golden records are pretty cool. Um, but, but what we didn't include with the record was a record player. <laughs> Uh, we just didn't put one up there. We included a stylus and a cartridge and really complicated instructions about how to use them, but no player. Um, and this is like lunacy, right? Like, it's weird that we didn't consider that maybe aliens are like us. Like, they have stuff to do and they want intuitive communications. They want things to be easy. They want to hit a button and have their desires uh, met. Um, (Laughter) Like, we essentially handed them a light bulb and asked them to invent their own socket, um, <laughs> which is pretty dumb. So, so this is really bleak, because it was a project with such potential, and it was executed so poorly. It just seems like such a parade of um, oversight and um, um, a lack of empathy. Um, However, there is, there is one thing about the project that gives me some hope, which is if you think about relationships as a whole, as a concept, um, relationships tend to get good and messy and interesting um, after the introduction, right? After the profile, after the sales pitch, at the moment when the expectations that you've created for another person and they've created for you um, break down, when they're violated, when they're exceeded, when they turn out to be um, entirely irrelevant, and um, if aliens uh, listened to this um, terrible piece of work and um, decided to come here for whatever reason, because there are very sophisticated directions um, to Earth on the disk based on um, its, uh, our centrality relative to a couple of local pulsars, the um, aliens would find out things about us that we hadn't bothered to tell them, like weird stuff, stuff that we're not necessarily proud of, like Big Macs and hairy moles and all sorts of strange things, little quirks and idiosyncrasies and they might come to love us or appreciate us in ways that we never could have imagined. Thank you.
1: Sasha Chapin, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Trampoline Hall Podcast. I'm Misha Goldman. Up next, the Q&A. Are there any questions? Yes, yes ma'am. Over there, yeah
0: Hey.
1: What would you have put on the record, on the record like, smart guy? <laughs> she didn't say smart guy, but you know.
0: Yeah, that's the implication. Yeah. Who do I think I am? Um, you mean like the whole thing? <laughs> like maybe the music section. Just yeah. for the
1: music section.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm dating you, so I feel like you know, you know the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> You just wanted me to tell these people about what I listen to. Um, Well, I think um, in terms of modern pop music, I think I would include Gangnam Style. Um, So really, because it swept the world, you know, clearly it's like universally affecting. and It says something about all all of us. Um, And uh, probably also um, the first track off to Pimp a Butterfly, Um, Wesley's Theory. You guys know that track? Kendrick Yeah. This guy like, does, it is all that matters. Yeah, a really good track. Um, it's really like dramatic and it really encompasses like you know the tragedy of our desire for attainment and there are multiple narrative perspectives. It's just wonderful. Um, that's two that's already a lot of talking. Do you want me to talk about this more? No, that's good? Yeah. Kendrick Lamar, Gangnam style.
1: And is this uh, when you were saying earlier about like, oh, like we sort of as we get to know each other better, we reveal more. About each other than we intend do you guys feel like this sort of characterizes your relationship pretty well like this <laughs> conversation would this be like a?
0: sure yeah she uh, she recently found out about my um buried passion for heavy metal i never like listened to heavy metal around right. her um, because i thought she wouldn't like it and then i listened to heavy metal around her and she didn't like it so <laughs> she's not she's like
1: yes that's true that is something i dislike about about you okay yeah. all right good But we're learning a little bit about you guys. Great. Uh, Yes. uh, Yeah. Over here. Yeah. Uh, The the film Arrival. (laughs) Did you see it? Did you see the film Arrival?
0: I sure did. Did it affect the way you feel about the topic in general?
1: Yeah. Did the film Arrival affect how you feel about in general about space discs? No spoilers. No No spoilers. (laughs) Now the guy knows that Arrival has something to do with space. He's like, damn it.
0: (laughs) And there's and also there's a record in it. (laughs) Um. Well, I mean. A little bit. Like it made me think about the the difficulties. Um, It's based around some cool, like nerdy linguistic stuff that I studied a long, long time ago. The Sapir Whorf hypothesis, the idea that the language we speak shapes our thoughts, which turns out to be like two percent true. Um, But it's fun. fun. Yeah, it's a good. It's not related to what I said, but Arrival. Uh, It's a fun movie. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean I I like that movie too. I'm glad we both do.
1: Okay. So. (laughs) So there we go. So even though, so you sent out your space disk, and then what you guys learned was that you guys both like Arrival and linguistics. So (laughs) there you go. Uh, Yes, uh, yes, over there. Um, Did anybody that worked on the original record have
0: anything to say about it? Did anyone who worked on the original record have anything to say about it afterward? Like since? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they've all said really nice stuff about how they're super proud of it. Really? (laughs) It was a tremendous contribution to humanity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Have you tried to get in touch with any of them <laughs> to set them straight? Surprisingly, no. <laughs> I really should. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe now. Maybe now that there's a there's a lecture and like a formal forum about it, right. it might give your complaint some authority. Yeah. You're not just well, some crank. You know, if, you're if, some guy who's spoken about it publicly.
0: If my judgment after this Q and A is that there's like a critical mass of opinion that needs to be represented, <laughs> is that what you I'll, need? You need well, to feel like
1: you're like the, the like, like the forefront of like a movement about this yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. I, yeah. s- I sent something brewing. Yes. Back there. Yes. Yes record
0: available for ordinary Earthbound.
1: Right, could we buy the record? Could we buy the record ourselves? That's an excellent question for ordinary Earth. Well it's Earth bomb, really expensive
0: because they have to bring it back from space. Um, uh, yeah, you can I know what you're saying. You can listen to it on SoundCloud, uh, I think. Yeah NASA put it online.
1: Does that satisfy you? SoundCloud you can get it on SoundCloud? Okay, yes. Uh, yes, yes over there, yeah. What was the reason for choosing a record Why a record as the medium as opposed to as opposed to like a movie or something?
0: Exactly.
1: Or a written do- a book.
0: Yeah. Um, did they only send a
1: record? Was there, did they not send like a map or a book or anything? Were no, I like mean,
0: the record had some stuff, some crazy stuff printed on it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like the directions and an image of uh, two naked humans and um, <laughs> just some really basic pictorial stuff. But no, um, no. They didn't, no, send, they didn't um, think to
1: send a book?
0: No. No movies.
1: They didn't that's like, like a book of pictures? They were like, nah. Yeah. No way aliens could decode that. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I, right. I, I, I wasn't lying. It was a terribly executed I'm, project. I'm, I'm
1: starting to side with your movement. Okay, yes, uh, yes over there. Yes. Do you know why it was gold?
0: Why was it gold? Because um, it's not nice. It's shiny. I assume it's some sort of durability thing. Like, actually, this is why. I just figured it out. Um, just while you were watching him. Yeah, I mean, like, gold is, gold is really, like, a really sensitive metal. Like, you can engrave it in a really detailed way. But in, in, uh, the problem is when g- gold is warm, it can, like, warp, like, rings on your fingers. But it, so cold in outer space, that wouldn't matter. So it's a great um, compromise between, like, we can carve it when it's warm, and then it'll be durable when it's cold. That's my, what I think. That's
1: right. There you go. E- all right. Yes, yes. Yes, you, ma'am. Um, I seem to
0: remember reading that Carl a second, actually, like, in love with one of the people was the the yeah. yeah. Carl Sagan. He fell in love. They had a love affair over this
1: choosing
0: of the things on the record. Yeah. Do you know if
1: that's true? And if so, what does
0: that mean? And also, is there any mechanism for us to know if Seems like you want me that's to do like, like another a election. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, I'm um, gonna take
1: that. So, so, the, so the first question is there is a couple of questions in there. One of them is just tell us more about this story that Carl Sagan fell in love with one of his co-workers on the record. Do you know if that's right?
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, and Joy and they had um, an interesting little love affair. And uh, actually, um, uh, he like died shortly afterwards. It was a whole thing. And um, they br- briefly recorded her. <laughs> They briefly recorded her brainwaves on the disc. Like, you can't tell that that's what it is, but there's a brief recording of her, her brainwaves as she was thinking of him, which sounds nice, but, like, <laughs> brainwaves, right? Like, what are the chances that's going to amount to anything? It seems like a nice, just a nice podcast detail.
1: Right, it's, so it's nice for Carl Sagan and, and his, and his friend.
0: Not so nice for aliens. But for the aliens, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, and then you also want to know, then you, all, you just, oh, I yeah, mean, I'm going to go along with this because you were the first lecturer, so you can do whatever you want. But do you also want to know if there's evidence that aliens have found the disk? Is, is that your question? Oh, is there a way for us to know? If aliens do find the disk, is there a way for us to know?
0: Yeah, um, it's my impression that signals are still coming from the Voyager probe um, and that we know, like, where it should be. Um, and so if it's been intercepted... Um, been like fiddled with stuck style so we don't know what's going on um, so maybe <laughs> probably not probably no aliens yet All right. so, so
1: yeah so our guess so far is that we have re, we don't have reasons strong reasons suspect that a lot of aliens have listened to it <laughs> All right. All right, yes yes so it sort of
0: sounds like uh, we made this record for ourselves so they made it for other people do you know anything about other scientists or NASA or whatever that have, have done a new effort to actually contact it.
1: has anyone so, so assuming that, the, that we really just made this for ourselves and it was nonsense, which as, as your premise you're like has anyone actually even tried to do the actual thing of commun- of making a record for aliens
0: yeah. not a record, but sure they're like all over the world there are um, SETI projects search for extraterrestrial intelligence um, there are all sorts of very sophisticated receivers sending out all those different stuff um, Generally, uh, music. Um, not that I know of. I think we gave up after that. We were like, that, that was a, that was an awful experience. It is a
1: crazy idea when you think about like the actual SETI stuff. Like the idea that, like so many things. Like the idea that, like oh, what you're gonna do is make one copy, of this yeah. record and just send it out. Yeah. And like be like, oh, that's like we could do radio broadcast. No, yeah. no, no, no. What we need is one record in yeah. the entire vastness of space. We need one object that's this big. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's true. It's, space is it's big. Space.
1: <laughs> it was, that's pretty. Telling us that is in fact the thing that Carl Sagan is most famous for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the thing that he told us. So he should know. He should have known that space was big. Oh right,
0: like billions and billions. That was yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
1: that was his. That was his catchphrase. do um, uh, And wait, wait. Did you also say that they sent? There was a. They had a stylus and a cartridge
0: a stylus, and a cartridge. That's so weird. But no player. They were None. like, that's
1: what they're going to need. Because yeah. they were picturing like these space aliens who had a record player. Yeah. But we're like, you know, we, we've been building these things for thousands of years. Yeah. But the no music comes out, and we don't know why. Yeah. They're yeah. like, oh.
0: Well, here, I, I think, I thought about this a lot. And I think the rationale was that, like, a complicated piece of machinery isn't as durable as just a record. But right. it seems insane to me because, like, even if that's true, like, it's easier to fix a broken radio than invent a radio, right? Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. They probably... We send them a turntable yeah. and,
1: like, something goes wrong. Yeah. Just let them build the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, right, like, yeah. Hey.
0: Like, like, if they found the probe and they'd taken it apart, like, they would have seen examples of circuitry. So sure. you, you see a record player and it's like, it's not a complicated machine. yeah. Yeah. I would
1: say it's yeah. it's true. it's a very. At first, I was like, oh, he's just he's just you know whatever. He just hates Carl Sagan for some reason. But I'm like, no, no, it really it's true. It's a very it's a ter- very terrible idea. Yeah, it's you, ma'am. Um, do you know how much it cost? How much this whole project? How much did this whole project cost the taxpayer? She didn't actually mention the taxpayer, but I'm going to throw yeah. throw that in there to give it an extra twist of anger. How much did it cost the part taxpayer? Of the,
0: part of the financial calamity that we now know about. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. The whole reason. The whole reason <laughs> the <that> Katie's lecture <laughs> happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't. I don't know that, um, unfortunately. I mean, like, rough math, like, what does it cost to press a record? Like, some thousands of dollars, gold is expensive, let's say 20 grand. Salary for, like, 10 people for a year to do that, it's about, like, a million dollars. So, and then, like, all the research. I'm going to say, like, 1.5 million dollars. <laughs> all right. Does that, seem, does that seem like, you're,
1: like, nodding. You're like, yeah, that seems about worth it. Okay. All right, good. Yes. Anything else? Anything else? Yes, over there, yes. Uh,
0: there are some theories about, like, in thinking about whether we should try to communicate with aliens, there's big theories about, like, what if they're predatory? Yeah, yeah. Do you have that fear that aliens would be predatory if we got in contact with them?
1: Right, so do you think it might, have, so right. So one idea is, like, oh, it's just stupid to send out messages to aliens saying, hey, here we are, we're over here, because mm-hmm. they'll come and destroy us because there's space aliens. Yeah. Do you think they do you worry about
0: that? I mean, not really. Like, based on the, the record of um, terrible human things that we have, I think, um, like, powerful human organizations tend to be bellicose, but not actively malicious all the time. Like, they pursue their self-interest to the exclusion of other people's interests, but they don't just seek to undermine everyone indiscriminately, usually. And, I mean, I think if aliens are, like, powerful enough to find this, interpret it and you know come and look for us like probably they found earth like planets before probably they have a lot of resources and just like an earth of resources probably isn't going to mean much to them I think you know it's like you know it's like, like anthropologists finding a tiny island like they would think we're like, kind of cute and stunted and, right. and nothing
1: um, bad has ever happened to a tiny island when no, the has found never. it it's always worked out okay yeah, for them Totally. so this would be similarly fine yeah
0: Australia was great. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Mauritius, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. All right, so there you go. So
1: all right, so but but you're not worried, I guess, because you figure they like they would have found us, or or they're not going to care, or they're not going.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just think they'd be like orders of magnitude more advanced. You know, like colonialism, like if they wanted like spices and like rubber and stuff, and like it seems like. Like if it'd been from world to world and through space, like I can't really think. Like, of what anything. would we have? Yeah, it would be
1: weird if it actually was just spices and rubber. Like
0: yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Holy shit! This planet just
1: got—it's just covered in spice. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like,
0: like nutmeg is so amazing yeah, to that, them. Yeah. They're, yeah. Like, they're like, we have cinnamon, <laughs> yeah. but no <Yeah>. nutmeg. <laughs> 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 yeah. Classic Starbucks issue.
1: Yeah. So you just don't think? So you don't think that there's anything they would have that they would that they would want? Like, personally? Yeah. Like, you don't think there's something that like the space aliens would be like, oh, that's cool. They have that. Well, nothing they
0: need to, like, take us from us by force, I would think. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Um, okay. What's weird? What do we have? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Some stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess we don't know what they have. Like, we don't know what their planet is like, I guess. Yeah. It's hard to yeah, know yeah. what they... We don't,
0: we, don't, we don't know how advanced our advancement is yeah. in different areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. I <laughs> that we really worked that between you and me. Yeah. We really made some progress on Ag- that. Ag- oh, uh, yeah, back there,
1: yeah. Um, do you have any insights to like, how they decided
0: what sounds to include some brothers Like,
1: why a dog. Why, do you have any insight to how they decided what sound effects to include?
0: No. No insights whatsoever. Cool. Like, it seems like the, yeah, I know, good talk, right? It seems, um, <laughs> it seems like the result of a completely arbitrary process to me. Um, if, if you sense any logic behind it and you were hoping I'd agree with you, like, what do you think? Well, what do
1: you know? There's sound effects and the brainwaves, a dog barking and the waves of someone, a woman falling in love and waves lapping. That's all we know so far. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, when I was asking the question, I was thinking, like, why would I include, like, certain animals over others? Right, which animals would you include? That, that would stress you out, maybe? You'd be like, oh, I don't want to express favoritism. I don't want the cats to feel bad or whatever.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think actually um, that the impulse that should have gone into the music section uh, to sort of display a smattering of of averages of human life actually went into the sound effects section. Like, they wanted like water and dogs and their mm, pots clanking together and like humans kissing. So, if you think about that, it's like love and food and pets and like broad areas of interest. The only problem is there's no way for the sounds alone to convey that. Um, so it's all a bit ridiculous, but maybe that, like, um, just sort of boilerplate life sounds no particular um, domain of interest.
1: What made you think of this as like a thing to talk about? What made this? Be? Why were you like? Why was this the disc? Like, I was thinking about that when you were at the beginning, You're Like, oh, like we all have these ways that, like, yeah. these, what are the initial things we do to make an impression on people? And one way, one context you gave for that is. Online dating, but in a way like a trampoline hall lecture is that too? You're yeah. like, it's like like Carl's like dating everyone. Yeah, you're basically we are all dating Sasha now, um, and it's going well. Um, uh, but like, yeah, what made <laughs> what made this be? Um, we think we're having a good time. Um, uh, 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 what made you think that this was like the the disc you wanted to send out. You know. um,
0: well, Sheila Hetty asked me to do a trampoline hall lecture five years ago. Right. I was going to do it on this topic, and then I um, I backed out. I was too afraid. Right. Um, so it just sort of. Um, but what five years ago? Sorry. Yeah. Or, like what five years ago? What? No, I know what
1: five years ago. Yeah. I mean, two thousand seventeen, sixteen. 15, yeah. I mean, it's like those, those, those five years. There's no other five years it could be. Um, but like. Um, <laughs> but, but, no, I guess, well, okay, now I get the thing I'm curious about. I mean, I'm, the obvious, well, okay, so one question is, like, well, yeah, why was it a choice? The choice, well, I chose it now because it was my choice five years ago just raises the question, well, why was it your choice five years ago? It doesn't. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Like, I, um, I know more about my fear five years ago than yeah. I do about my intellectual interest. Like, could right. been just, like, Wikipedia that day? Like. Right, right, sure. So, we can,
1: so, th- so then maybe that's maybe the question then is, like, what was it? What, what made you, what makes you more, less afraid of it now than you were five years ago?
0: Um, you know, growing older. Um, knowing that this doesn't matter as much as I thought it mattered. Um,
1: no, no, it's fair. It's fair. Right. Yeah. Like,
0: like, I thought it was like impressing a room of like 40 ish people seemed like really like life and death. 40 um, ish? 70? How many people are here? Like, hundreds of people. Should we here? count? No, okay, we count yeah, go, on, on. go on, go on, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It seemed, it seemed
1: life and death to, like, impress this group of, group of people.
0: Yeah, yeah. And especially because, like, I'm a journalist, and, like, I get nice emails and, like, threads full of people on the internet who hate me. It really, like, it really yeah. dulls the nerve endings in kind of a nice way.
1: I see. So, five years of journalism, you're like, oh, like, now it doesn't matter. Like, you're, you're, you're eating it in a good way. Yeah. Like, you're less, you're less yeah. sensitive. So, at the time, the stakes felt a lot higher, and now it feels, like, more kind of, like...
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, if these people all hated me, like... You know they're joining hundreds of people, and it's just like all going to average out, and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Whoa.
1: So that's interesting. So specifically, it's it's maturing in general, but specifically, it's actually the experience of journalism and putting yourself in the world and taking the the kind of whatever the negative the, the negative yeah. uh, reactions that you get from journalism. Yeah.
0: And also, I was um, I had a mediocre singer songwriter career for a couple of years, and. Um, That'll really inure you to criticism and embarrassment. So getting up uh, in front of you would, get, would you, would you perform live? Would you performing get up in front of people live. and you
1: would sing and it would like go so-so? Yeah. All right, okay. Like, so like, there
0: were like 12 people who liked my music a lot and like 100 people who thought it was okay and then the, the cold universe beyond <laughs> everyone else. All right, yeah, okay. So into few, which was shot. Out. So you've
1: had a few experiences now where you're like, oh, this will be nothing. I could go up talking about the space record or whatever.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: Okay, cool. All right. Uh, yes, yes, you ma'am.
0: This is a comment, so I apologize in advance but I just see a parallel between what you just said and your topics. So 12 people who really liked your music and this record, 100 people who thought it was okay, and
1: everyone else didn't. So maybe that's why you picked the topic. Wait, so you think, that you think the space record is like Sasha's music? In that Sasha, in that... Is that right? In that, because there were, okay, so there were like 12 people who liked Sasha's music and the people who liked the space record were like the scientists? And then, and then the the record went into the universe, and no one cared. Is
0: that right? Is that the like? Is that the parallel?
1: I haven't heard your music, so I don't know. But I'm like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I want to say like, how could you? But, um, yeah, you know, that's a parallel that one could draw, as as you have. <laughs> I didn't think of it until now, <laughs> <laughs> All right, All uh, right, yeah, over here,
1: thank you. Back to the record, Are
0: the, were
1: there instructions as to how fast to move the needle? Were there instructions as to how fast to move the needle?
0: Yeah, so I mentioned, I mean, I think I went overtime, so I didn't want to go... In. Carl, did I go overtime? Yeah. Yeah, so I went overtime, <laughs> so... So I didn't, want to, um, I didn't want to explain in too much detail. Um, but now that I've been invited to consume vast, <laughs> vast amounts of time, um, uh, there was a, it was encoded in binary sequence based on the rate of disintegration of hydrogen atoms, because they thought that would be a universal constant. <laughs> and no record player. <laughs> yeah.
1: Does that answer? Does that answer your question? All right, well, maybe we'll wrap up on that useful tidbit. Ladies and gentlemen, Sasha Shape and ladies and gentlemen. Trampling Hall was created in Toronto in the 21st century by Sheila Hetty and is hosted by me. Uh, This episode's lecture was chosen by Carl Wilson. The podcast is produced by Josh Block. Our theme music was composed by Matt Smith. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, If you enjoyed the podcast, you can help us out by leaving a rating or review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. I am Misha Globerman. Thanks for listening.